You are listening to a message from the Living Word community in Center City, Philadelphia. We are followers of Jesus Christ, called to love God and love people, to share Jesus and help people experience true life change that can only come from knowing Him. We hope that you enjoy this message today. How's everyone doing? Fabulous, fantastic. Yeah. Blessed, amen. Oh, I just love preaching. <laughs> that was this supposed, that was a joke. People were supposed to laugh at that one. But okay. <laughs> amen. Amen. While we pray. Dear Lord, we just come before you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy, your love. <sighs> thank you, Lord, that um, we can come together and just worship together, Lord God, and fellowship together, hear your word, Lord God, and, and just praise you, Lord, because you are deserving of it all. So, Lord, just be with us, Lord. Continue to be with us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so we've been reading through the book of Job. As a congregation, I know some, of, some people, you know, read through it, some people don't, but that's okay. But uh, we're going to be touching on Job today, again, all right? <laughs> all right, so uh, tomorrow's uh, reading is from Job 33, so I'm going to go that route uh, today. I'm going to go a day ahead. So why don't you uh, turn with me to Job 33, um, verses 14 to 18. And the, it's going to be a little bit different than what's on the screen or in, in some of your Bibles because I'm, I'm doing the uh, New Living Translation, all right? So uh, I normally do the NIV, but that's okay. But I saw this one, and I was like, okay, I like this. But um, it says, uh, for God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. He speaks in dreams and visions of the night when deep sleep falls on people as they lie in their beds. He whispers in their ears and terrifies them with warnings. He makes them turn from doing wrong. He keeps them uh, from pride. He protects them from the grave, from crossing over the river of death. You know, one of the basic claims that we have as Christians, as believers, uh, is that God is alive. And we have a relationship. And he has a relationship with us. Amen? You know, in fact, our salvation is based on the relationship that we have with God. But you cannot have a relationship with someone without communication. Amen? You know, in order to have a relationship with someone, you must speak to them, you must listen to them, and they must speak and listen to you. Right? Right? Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, so today we're going to talk about uh, you know, a few things. We're going to talk about listening, but we're also going to talk about recognizing God's voice. Um, because the, 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 the verse says, you know, God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. Now, do you remember the, the story about in the Old Testament uh, about the Tower of Babel? You know, you remember uh, why the work stopped at the Tower the work stopped because there was a breakdown in communication. The people wanted to, to be greater than God. So God gave the, the people various languages. They could, you know, this caused a breakdown in communication. 
You know, there's a breakdown in our communication because they could no longer understand one another. And when they could no longer communicate with one another, you know, they could no longer be productive. The work came to a halt, came to a stop. Here's, you know, it's a timeless, it's a, it, it, it's timeless truth in this story. You know, in order to be, to be productive, we must be able to communicate. We have to be able to communicate. Now, this truth is for families, for business partnerships, uh, as well as our relationship with God. It just is. When there's a breakdown in communication, you will cease to be productive. You know, so we've been going through the book of Job. You know, in, in the book of Job, there's been a lot of talking, right? Job talking, Job's wife talking, Job's friends talking. You know, we come to Elihu, I think that's today. You know, come to him and, you know, there's more talking. People telling them what to do. People telling them, you know, so many people talking, you know. But who does Job listen to? Who is he listening to? Listening is extremely important in communication. You know, there's so many voices in our lives. And, and, but who are we really listening to on a daily basis? Now, a lot of this might be, you know, repeat for people, but that's okay. We still need to learn, amen? amen. You know? So, we're going to talk about, today we're going to talk about listening, we're going to talk about recognizing God's voice. And we're going to first, I want to talk about listening, all right? There are many different types of listeners, all right? So, why don't you turn with me to, to Luke 8, verse 5 through 8. This is a familiar story, a familiar parable of Jesus. He says, a farmer went out to sow a seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground. And when it came up, the plants withered because it had no moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up, and it choked the plants. Still another seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than what was sown. When he said this, he called out, whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. Notice the last, three, uh, the last phrase of that passage. It says, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. Did you know that this is one of the parables that, that the Bible, uh, in the Bible that Jesus explains to his disciples? In fact, you know, verses 11 through 18 of this, ver of this passage, Jesus explains, is the explanation of the parable. And Jesus says that in, in, the, in verse 18, he says, therefore, consider carefully how you listen. Twice in the first 18 verses of Luke 8, Jesus tells people to listen. You need to listen. Listening is important in communication, and if you, if, you don't, if you don't hear what another person is saying, you will not communicate with them. And how can you communicate if you don't even know what the other person sounds like when they speak? All right? So there's four ways of listening to uh, for, uh, the way a person listens. You know, that's what this parable is about. So let's look at the four ways we listen. All right? Some people don't listen at all. Right? I've had that in my life. 
you know. It says, as he was scattering the seed, some fell on the path. It was trampled on and the birds ate it up. You know, this is planting on a sidewalk or in the street. You know, some people just don't listen at all. You know, there's a story about President Roosevelt, you know, Franklin, not, you know, Teddy. And uh, <clears throat> that, that when he was president, there's a story that when he was president, he got tired of, of, of saying the usual, usual things all the time at the White House receptions, right? So one night, he decided to find out if anybody was actually paying attention to him when he was speaking. So each person came up to him and shook his hand, and he would smile and say, I murdered my grandmother this morning. That's what he would say. And person after person greeted him and would respond, how lovely, you know, that's nice, and things like that. You know, he realized that no one was actually listening to him. And finally, a foreign diplomat, you know, shook his hand and he said, I murdered my grandmother this morning. And the diplomat looked at him, you know, a little shocked. But he leaned in soft and he said, I'm sure she had it coming. You know, but some people don't listen at all, right? Some people just don't listen at all. Some people do. You know, this is true for many of us at times. You know, God wants to speak to us and our, and our minds are closed. Our hearts are hardened and we are unwilling to listen. We just, want, we just don't want to hear what God has to say to us. So what causes us be, to be closed-minded? You know, what causes that? No, let me give you three common reasons people are closed-minded. Pride. We think, I don't need God. I could do it on my own. I know enough. I know it all. No, I can handle it myself. I can resolve it. I can, I can, I can fix it. No, all of these statements, uh, are, uh, all these are statements of pride, and they, and they keep us from hearing God. Bitterness. There's another one. No, whenever we, we get hurt, we have a choice. We can either become bitter or we can become better. Some people have chosen bitterness, and when a person is bitter, they stop listening. When we get hurt, we build walls. We hide in a shell. We say, nobody will ever hurt me again. We, we can even start blaming God and stop listening to him. So bitterness does not make us better. Doesn't make us better. Another one is lack of understanding. You know, some people don't listen because they don't know that God wants them to come and listen to him. God wants to speak to you. He wants your attention. He wants you to talk to him, and he wants to talk to you. Amen? You know, God wants to communicate with you, and a big part of communication is listening. You know, in Psalm 25, it says, He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. How does he guide and teach the, hum the humble? It's by speaking to them. Being humble means being teachable. The only, uh, the only way we're teachable is by listening to the teacher. Amen? He who has ears, let them hear. The second group of people, they listen, but they forget, all right? These people who plant their, their gardens in the gravel pit, you know, 
They're quick to hear, but are, they're quick to forget as well. It says some, in verse 6, it says some, some fell on the rocky ground. And when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Have you ever tried to plant um, seeds in, on a gravel or plant a, gra a garden in the gravel? You know, you can throw the seeds on the rocks and they'll spring up when they get some, when they get some moisture. But if they don't have strong, a strong root system, if they don't go down deep, they, don't, they will not last. They won't last. Shallow soil make weak plants. A shallow hearer makes a weak believer. We are to study the word of God. We're to meditate on the word. And we need to put it into practice to be strong believers. You know, James 1.22 talks about, you know, don't, you know, do not merely listen to the word and deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Don't just listen. Do what it says. You know, United Air Force did a, a study and found that we forget 90 to 95 percent of anything we hear within 72 hours. You know, for some of it, it doesn't even take that long, right? But if you write something down, you can retain it much longer. You know, we, I was talking to uh, my daughter Rain about that the other day, uh, maybe, maybe two weeks ago, because we homeschool and stuff like that, but um, we were talking about studying for tests and things like that, and I said to her, it's like, if you write it down, you'll remember it much better. And yeah, hopefully that's working out for her. No, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. But writing, down, writing something down helps us to remember. You know, even if, even if I forget something, if I write it down, I can pull it up later. Amen? You know, write it down and, and, and later review it. The shortest pencil is longer than the longest, is, is, is longer than the longest memory. Right? Just have like a little nub of a pencil. If you write it down, you'll keep it longer. Amen? You know, we're to, we're to study God's word. We're to meditate on God's word. And we're supposed to put it into practice. You need to listen, hear, remember, put it into practice. All right? Here's a, here's a sad one that he talks about. He says, some people listen, but to them it's not important. This is not important. You plant the seeds in the bushes, right? There's too much competition uh, for the seed to survive. In verse 7, it says, uh, uh, other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up, and it choked the plants. They plant the seeds, but the weeds take priority. Our minds are crowded with other thoughts. It's, pre it, uh, it's a preoccupied mind. We're distracted. We're concerned with daily living, worries, plans, goals, ambitions, bills, all kinds of things just worried about everything, just preoccupied. So let me give you three things that, 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 that preoccupy our minds. Worries, right? It's hard to listen to God and worry at the same time. Now, the Greek word for worry means that we, to be pulled in, in, in different directions. You know, have you ever felt like you're being pulled in different directions, right? You're not going, to, you're not going in the right direction when you're preoccupied in destruction. And, and distracted. 
That's worry. Money is another one. Right? Our minds can be preoccupied with money. I know mine can. Right? Either the lack of it or what to do with it. No, is there enough to go around? Uh, if, I, if I have it, how do I keep it? Um, how do I spend it? If I don't have it, how do I make it? Right? Our minds are filled with money issues. You know, did you know that Jesus uh, spoke, talked more about money than he did heaven? You know, that's because people think about it a lot. Think about money a lot. You know, another one is busyness. Business, we're so busy making a living that we don't really live. We keep busy, um, so busy that we don't have time to relax. We get up in the morning, we run all day, we're exhausted when we go to sleep, and then we wake up the next day and do it all over again. God gets, left, God gets the leftovers in life. We're so preoccupied with doing that we forget, we forget God. We just don't listen. God gets crowded out. But let me tell you, there are people who listen and hear. You know, they plant their seed in good soil. God talks to people who open their, it, open their ears to hear. In verse 8, it says, Still another seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. God is willing to talk to you, to talk to all of us. In fact, he wants to talk to you. But are you receptive? Are you the good soil? ready and willing to listen to God. You know, Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. What are you listening to today? God wants to speak to you. You know, listening is a vital, it's, a, it's vital if we are to be doers of the word. We must be receptive to God's word. We must be, be like good soil if we're to be productive for God. But how do we know God's voice, right? How do we know that God is talking to us? In Job 33, it says, for God speaks now one way, now another, though no one perceives it. Or God speaks again and again. He speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. The Bible says we have a problem when, communication, uh, with, when, we, when communicating with God. The problem, is, the problem is not that God is silent. God talks to us all the time. The problem is that we don't perceive God's voice. In other words, we don't recognize God's voice as, when he speaks. The question is, how do you recognize God's voice among the voices that are speaking? You know, Job, all, like I said earlier, Job has all these people talking to him. All these people saying different things to him. Over and over and over. His wife even said, you know, curse God and die already. You know, because he lost so much. He was going through so much. But how can you be sure, you know, it is God's voice that you're listening to? You know, it's, it tells us that God speaks in, in, in a variety of ways. That's what Job 33, 14 says. God speaks in a variety of ways. You know, he's not limited to one single way. No, God spoke through the burning bush, right, with Moses. He spoke through a cloud. 
He spoke through, the, through, many times he spoke through the angels. You know, he also spoke through prophets. He even spoke through a donkey, you know? So now, you know, so I want to look at some, some common, you know, ways, some three common ways that God speaks to us, all right? So God speaks through the word. Number one, the Bible. This is the number one way that God speaks. You know, 2 Timothy uh, 3, 16 to 17 says, you know, all scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Bible is not just a collection of wonderful thoughts. It's not. It's the inspired word of God. There's no other book like it in the, in the world. If you read God's word, God will speak to you. He will give you comfort. He will correct you. He will guide you. He will help you, uh, but you must read his word. Amen? That's why it's so important that we have time with him daily. We've got to have time with him daily. You mean your daily quiet time might be five, ten minutes a day, right? But it's, it's a time where you read God's word and pray to him. Speak to God and listen to him. Amen? Some people say, God never speaks to me. But do you really, you know, do you read a portion of his Bible every day? This is God's love letter to you. If you're not reading the Bible daily, how do you expect to hear God's word for you? How do you expect it? You know, if I got a phone call from my doctor today, and he said, I need to see you tomorrow at 8 a.m. Will I keep the appointment? Yeah, I'll keep the appointment because I want to know what he has to say. Now, he might say that I'm in the best shape of my life, which, you know, probably I am. No, probably not. <laughs> but, you know, but I would like to know what he had to say. The doctor of our soul wants to speak to us every day. He wants to speak to us every day. He wants to talk to you. You know, and the most common way he speaks to us is through the word, through, his bi through the Bible. You know, when you buy a car, right, you get, a, you know, you get an important item that, that's found in the glove compartment. It's the owner's manual. That's the designer's instructions on how your car is intended to be used and maintained. It's designed, you know, it's designed to teach, you, to teach me or teach you how to take care of your car. That's what the Bible does. It's your owner's manual. It's designed to teach you how to take care of your life. Amen? You know, so God speaks through the Bible, but he also speaks through fellow believers. Now, God, <clears throat> excuse me, God often speaks to us through fellow believers, you know, and in fact, you know, he has, he has special people in the church that, you know, that instruct and teach us, right? You know, Ephesians 4, 11 to 12, 11 and 12, it says, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. 
God uses the apostles and prophets, evangelists, teachers, preachers, and pastors, and it changes our lives when we listen to them. In fact, the Bible says that we will become better equipped if we listen to them. Their job is to, to equip you for ministry, to equip us for ministry, right? Did you know that every believer is a minister? Did you know that? Every Christian has a ministry to perform. It's the pastor's main job, according to the scripture, to prepare you for ministry. God, God not only speaks through pastors and teachers, he also speaks through fellow believers, through non-pastors and teachers and all those people as well. Now, how many times have you had a discussion or a Bible study with a fellow believer and you both have helped each other stretch your understanding of the Bible? Right? You both came away from, uh, from, from that Bible study or that discussion with a different perspective of the Bible. That's what fellow believers are supposed to do. That's what we're supposed to do. Help each other gain a better understanding of God's word. That's what we're supposed to do. God speaks through the believers, through his church. And God speaks through direct thoughts as well. He puts thoughts in your mind. You know, when God puts a thought in your mind, it's called inspiration. <clears throat> Excuse me. In John 14, 26, Jesus is talking. And he says, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything you, I have said to you. He will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. This means that God will bring scripture and teaching back into your mind. God gives us ideas, gives us hunches. You know, he gives us insights. You know, some of the most clever ideas you've ever had weren't yours, right? God loves you and cares for you. He's interested in all the details of your life, so he gives you direct thoughts. You know, just a side note, um, you know, you know, many of you have heard the verse in Psalms, from Psalms, that says, you know, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart, right? And uh, I've, always, uh, I've always read that, in, in that verse and heard it and didn't think that God would give me what I desired, right? I never thought that way. I've always, always read it in, in, to say that God will place in us, in me, the right desires if I delight in him. So it's not like, oh, I want, I want this, I want that, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. God, give me, God will give me those things if I desire him, if I, if I delight in him. No, he'll put in me what I should be desiring. That's what it should be. So this doesn't mean that every thought that I've have ever, that I have ever had comes from God, right? In fact, the opposite is true. Satan can speak to you too. You know, Satan can put ideas in your mind, in your head. There's those days when I have that, you know, that stinking thinking, you know. You know what I mean. It's, it's that thinking that, you know, nobody likes me. Um, it's, life is terrible. You know, I, I, why am I going through this? 
Why did this happen? This, will this ever end? Have you had that thinking before? You know, when I realize that what I'm thinking, you know, I ask myself, where is this coming from? You've got to ask yourself, where is this coming from? You realize right then and there that those aren't thoughts from the Lord. So you know what I do? I change my thinking. I change my thinking. Did you know that you can change the way you're thinking? You can. The Bible tells us to keep an eye on what we think, how we think. You know, in Philippians 4.8, it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Think about those, those things. We can change our thinking. So let me give you a test to, to see if, if the voice you hear is, is God's voice. Does it agree with the Bible? That's test number one. If it doesn't agree with the Bible, then guess what? It's not, with the, it's not from the Lord. But in order for you to know if it agrees with the Bible, guess what? You need to read the word. Amen? You know, Luke 21 says that, you know, you know, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. That's, those are Jesus' words. That's what Jesus said. You know, does it make you more like Christ? That's number two. Does it make you more like Christ? That's test number two. The Bible talks about, you know, don't do anything out of selfish ambition, you know, or conceit. Rather, you know, in humility, Value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each other, and, you know, it, but, but each of you to the interests of each other, of, the, of others, you know. Be more like Christ. Have the same mindset as Christ. That's number two. Does it make me more like Christ? And also, do I sense God's peace? That's number three. You know, God talks about it, you know, in the Bible, it talks about how God is a, is, is a God of, of, is not a God of disorder, but of peace. Is there peace in what you hear? Those are the three simple tests you can give yourself. If you, you want to know if the, if the Lord is speaking to you, this is God speaking to you. Or, you know, if someone talks to you and say, oh, so if someone tells you something or whatever and it doesn't agree with the Bible, guess what? It's not, it's not from God. <laughs> You know, so. But why is it important that we know God is speaking to us? Why is it important? Because the verse says, God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. You know, hearing God's voice assures me that I'm in God's family. Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. It shows that God is speaking. He speaks to his people. God speaks to his children. Amen? Some of you may know about God, but do you really know God? Some of you may know about Jesus, but do you really know Jesus? You may have this religion or religious, you know, aspects or ideas or whatever, traditions, but do you have that relationship with Christ? Being a Christian, you know, Jesus speaks to us. You're in God's family. 
and he speaks to you. Amen? And hearing God's voice helps protect me from making mistakes. Did you notice that I didn't say that it stops me from making mistakes, right? Sometimes it does because I listen to him. But sometimes I don't listen, right? Guess what? Neither do you. Because we all, we, we, never mind, I can, that's a whole different, you know, anyway. <laughs> but God is trying to lead and guide us. He's trying to lead and guide us. The only way he can do that is if we listen to him. Amen? The question is, how much do you listen? You know, in, in Psalm 119, it says, your word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. That's what God is. That's what his word is. You know, hearing God's voice is the secret to a productive life. The more I listen and obey God's voice, the more successful I am. Success is knowing God's will and being right in the center of it. That's what success is. If you want to be successful in life, if you want to be productive, if you want to be effective, tune into God. Listen to what he says. But not only listen to what he says, do what he asks you to do. Jesus said, bless rather those who hear the word of God and obey it. So are you listening to God's voice? Are you doing what he asked you to do? Are you reaching out to those who need him? Are you being a light to those in the darkness? Are you touching lives of people around you? You know, taking a friend out for coffee? Well, maybe not coffee, because coffee's terrible. Lunch, lunch, you can take people to lunch. That's it's much better than coffee. Coffee's like the devil. Anyway, but, um, <laughs> but you know, paying for someone's food at the Wawa. <laughs> you know, stopping and praying for, per, for a person, you know, begging for money. Or are you just ignoring them? No, we sit around doing nothing, saying, you know, I haven't heard from the Lord, so I'm not going to do that. But I'm calling you out today. Now, are you really listening? Do you really recognize his voice? No, Jesus said, go make disciples. Jesus said, keep my commandments. Jesus said, love one another. Jesus said, forgive your enemies. Jesus said, take care of the poor. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. Jesus said, deny yourself. Take, take up your cross and follow me. Are we really listening? Are we really listening? Let's pray. Father, today... You're speaking to us. You speak to us in a variety of ways, so many different ways, Lord God. You speak to us all the time. I pray that this day, that this day you will speak, you, that we will seek to hear your voice. I pray that we would recognize your voice. I pray that we would be receptive to what you have to say to us. Lord, help us to become doers of your word 
after we have heard your voice. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.